News Hounds from Queen City Nerve is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. Hey guys, this is Ryan from Newshounds. We are taking a break from the podcast this week for the holidays, and we will be back on January 1st, 2021, to kick off the new year with you guys. In the meantime, we have five special episodes of The Call-In, Hannah Hassan's new podcast. Uh, she's a Queen City Nerve contributor, and she'll be talking to five of the folks that she wrote about in the latest issue of Queen City Nerve. Great conversations. Tune in. Can't wait to bring you uh, all five of them. Thanks. 2020 has been one of the most important years in American history. The loss of black icons, the uptick in police violence against black people, and subsequent uprisings in cities all over the United States, and a contentious presidential election has all happened during a global pandemic. These short but powerful stories were all compiled from conversations with spoken word artist and storyteller Hannah Hassan and the real people on the front lines of the movement to protect and save black lives in the time of COVID-19. In this episode, emerging Charlotte-based artist, Michaela Binter, talks to Hannah about her voice as an artist and the intersectionality of race and gender in her work as a creative and educator. This project is a collaborative effort produced by Epic Tribe, Featherweight Elephant Media, and QC Nerve. It truly does take a village to share these stories. I'm Colin Harden, and this is On Call with Hannah Hassan. Take a listen. Uh, my name is Michaela Binter, and I'm 22 years old. Um, tell me about what you've been doing over the last year. Um, if you think about your art and your work, like, what have you been do doing during this COVID time? Yeah, um, so in May, I graduated from Davidson College. And um, we, when we were sent home in March, it was uh, really a shock, actually, because, um, one, I wasn't prepared to graduate in both, like, an emotional and, uh, I guess, like, the excitement that is senior spring um, kind of way. But I also wasn't sure how to do any of the art things, like how to sell my work, how to um, profit off of it, and then also what I even wanted to do with my work. Um, I had started investigating identity in myself, and then I guess also I applied it largely to um, the stereotypes that are applied to Black women when it comes time to um, being able to express ourselves emotionally. Uh, being in our weakest form, but also representing that through beauty and um, overlaying photographs to represent that. Um, and so that was like an, an investigation I had just started. Um, so I was able to kind of continue that in my house and um, how I was able to set up a studio, luckily, because I had the space to do it. Um, so I was actually working a lot. Like I was creating a lot of um, things and content during that time. Um, Obviously, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, the murder of George Floyd, very soon after that, like, Ahmaud Aubrey and then Breonna Taylor happened, like, fairly quickly. 
Um, and there was a point where I was just so angry, like I was just so full of emotion and um, rage and uh, like it, literally every emotion possible. And I didn't know what to do with myself. So I decided to make. Um, so I created like three paintings in a row. Um, and one of them, or well, two of them were based off of a photograph from uh, Alvin Jacobs, who took some during the Minneapolis riot. Um, and so Davidson got really, well, I guess like Davidson Athletics was um, looking to write a story on how I was using my platform and like my creative artistry to foster conversation and dialogue, how I had been doing at Davidson, but just from a distance. Um, and then from there, I just got really invested in how my art can be used as a vessel for conversation, but then also um, how to express that emotion to other people. Um, I had created a project at Davidson that allowed me to foster dialogue on difficult topics through art, but I wasn't sure how to continue that um, in the real world, for Um So that became my focus over the summer was just how can I create an emotional response, however that response is received, or like however a person looking at my work can feel, um, and then how can that be used to create dialogue? Like how can we um, move forward in a space where our raw emotions, our existences, and our experiences can be placed into a visual medium um, that can then kind of create some form of understanding, some form of empowerment, um, or like whatever emotion comes with that based on whoever is seeing it. Let's talk about um, you. How did you get involved in the arts? Uh, okay, yeah. Um, um, it wasn't until I got into college that I actually like took it extremely more seriously. Like, oh, I could, I could do this. Um, and then it wasn't until like COVID, which is really interesting, um, that I realized that like I could make money off of this skill set. Um, not only as a creative myself, but then also as like a muralist. Um, and then also like a community engager and project manager designer. So it's been uh, quite a journey. Didn't think I would get this far. Um, but I, then again, I feel like you never do until you try it. So that's kind of where I'm at. Awesome. Have you created work since then that has, been successful in creating dialogue and, and challenging maybe some of the things that people think that they know um, or believe? And if you have, um, and you have any examples of, of those moments um, and that art, will you share that with me? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm actually working on a project with the high school students I work with at Charlotte Country Day and one of the sculpture teachers, um, basically asking our students um, what are some social justice issues that they are really passionate about? Um, and then what is some imagery surrounding that? And then creating a sculpture that has those issues um, visually uh, drawn and rendered onto those panels. And then uh, we're going to end up building like a final sculpture out of it. Um, and basically, we were just asking our students, like, so what are these issues that you want to address? A lot of them wanted to discuss, like, um, obviously Black Lives Matter, but also um, homelessness in Charlotte. They also wanted to talk about women's rights and the lack thereof, or also in like very similarly in the same way, like inequity um, and pay and 
every form when it comes down to men versus women. Um, and so when we were first talking about those issues, um, we talked a lot about like imagery and what they've seen over the course of the summer, um, or just like in general that has that would like inspire what they would want to see on these panels. Um, so that's something I've been working on recently. And it's also allowed for us to talk about um, how these issues have either been affected by COVID or like how our students are personally affected by these issues. So it's been really cool to engage in the conversation directly with high school students and not just college students. Um, and it's also been kind of cool to just uh, be able to interact in this new format. Um, granted, like the teachers that I'm working with are consistently doing the work and they've been uh, forums and policy in place that have allowed uh, more conversations to occur like this. Um, but it's really cool to interact in like a new visual format. And that's one that like usually isn't as regularly engaged um, because these are difficult conversations. So it can be hard to come up with imagery that really portrays that, but then also um, isn't generalizing it based on like our own intersectional identities. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Um, this has been a good conversation. This is everything that I needed. Um, be sure to check out the other episodes in this five-part series, highlighting the contributions of these dynamic women and their efforts to support the community during the COVID-19 crisis. You can find this podcast series and the articles that accompany them on qcnerve.com. Again, I am Colin Harden, and you've been listening to On Call with Hannah Hassan. Be safe out there. Peace. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.